By the way, just so you guys know, they're remaking Arachnophobia in 4K, and apparently there's going to be a virtual reality version of that. No, I will not be fucking checking that out. You can kiss my ass with that bullshit. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 527. I'm your host, Jake Mick. Alongside me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. Well, I was just going to say that it's been a bit of a rough week. Uh, ancient Egypt is not kind to outsiders, so uh, my first foray into Egypt has not been a very friendly reception. He brings the awesome, it's I yield to no one. A big F you to deep dives. And we are going to get a, a blast into Chicky's past. I am bringing on a personal friend of mine that I've known for 20 years. It's Mike. How you doing, sir? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. All right. So, Mike, uh, just please, during the course of the show, you know, ignore their questions or anything to try to embarrass me. <laughs> I've heard the show. I've, I've heard I've heard several shows. I understand the banter that goes on. It's all good. I actually enjoy it. So have at it guys. Don't have at it. We, we don't have to we don't have to try to embarrass you. You just do that naturally. He gave us permission. <laughs> Mike gave us permission. So you know what tricky you set yourself up up this week too. Well I mean I've like I said I've known Mike for God, 19 years now? Yeah, something like that. It's, and, uh, you know, we, it's, we've had some adventures, like, uh, I, I remember, I'll, I'll tell a story, I don't know if you remember the story, Mike, you probably do. Uh, years ago, you, I mean, years ago, I used to be a security guard, and I was, uh, assigned to watch the parking lot of a bank, and whatnot, and, you know, people would come in there, they, they would, uh, and I use the term loosely, illegally park. And my job was to stop people from parking in this parking lot and going other places. They they were only allowed to go to the bank. Well, one lady was very irate and was very upset that I was telling her that she couldn't park a car there, blah, blah, blah. She went in the store to get the manager, comes back out, and it was Mike. <laughs> yeah. Good times. <laughs> Yeah, there are a couple, there are a couple of those parking lot stories. There was several. Some irate guys too, and yeah, that was a tough gig. You you, you plowed through it though. And back then, I was sitting in a a small ninety five Geo Tracker as well, with zip up windows. Uh, Crazy but, stuff. Yeah, I didn't even know Mike was work worked there. I just you know she goes to get the magic, comes back out. I was like, hey, what's up, Mike? And he was like, hey, what's up? And the lady just had this look on her face, like, oh fuck, <laughs> small world. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so let's do as we do every week and give you an updated trophy count. I am level 681, total trophies of 16,650 with 370 platinums. That doesn't sound right. Uh, 372. Well, I, 
I checked it. I went to PSN profiles, and that's what it said. So if you haven't updated, that's your problem. Oh no, no, you can't go off profiles with me, remember? Because I'm hiding trophies. Well, that sounds like it's your fault then. All right, so I am level six hundred eighty-two with total trophies of sixteen thousand seven hundred thirty-three with three hundred seventy-two platinums. <laughs> that's not what the agenda says. So I don't know yeah, if I can trust you or not. The agenda says. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> so. Uh, we finally know that the uh, PSN profiles is 100 and nope. It's, I don't know, 17, 83 trophies off and two platinum. Why are you hiding trophies? I told this story before. PSN profiles thinks I cheated on my trophies. Well, well at least someone's calling you, you out. Yeah, probably because you did. I did not. Oh, did they start not, did they start not counting those crummy ones all of a sudden? Oh, he'd he'd have a lot less trophies than they were in <laughs> They were counting the crummy ones. <laughs> well, we, we actually have an update after that, so I'll, I'll get into that after the trophy count. No, um, I got the platinum in SOCOM Confrontation, but I, I legit got all the the trophies on a buddy's PS3. This is before I owned a PS3. I brought my save file over to my PS3 when I finally got it, so I could play the game, and. After playing my first game, I got messages for like five minutes in the top saying, you did not earn a trophy, you did not earn a trophy, you did not earn a trophy. So I was like, well, fuck, what the, you know, what the hell? So I deleted my save and started again. And so I played my first game. And then after that, every trophy popped like back to back to back to back to back. Doing some research, come to find out that's actually a way to hack the game and get all the trophies. Oh, and I, and I didn't know. So if you look on PSN profiles, I got all the the trophies for SOCOM Confrontation in like two minutes. Cheater. So I I hacked the game without a hacking the game, but I legit got every trophy. Just my the timestamp, and I don't remember the other game. But the other there's another game where somebody says I cheated, and I didn't. But you know, just to you know, get everybody off my ass, I just. I hid the hid the game. There's there's way too many games to remember which one you cheated in. <laughs> I hate you, Alex. What is your trophy count, sir? Well, apparently, since we're making up the numbers on this list, I am level seven hundred and fifty with a total trophy count of forty five thousand nine hundred forty one and a platinum count of eight hundred twenty five in eight hundred twenty four games. <laughs> Yield. I can't compare to Alex. I'm just uh, I'm inferior. Uh, 474 with a trophy count of 8514 and a platinum count of 153. Sid is level 602 with total trophies of 12,608 with 288 platinums. And Mike? Level 293, trophy count 2320 and 20 platinums. Alright, so uh, I, I have a little bit of a confession. I kind of corrupted Mike. You guys remember when we did the trophy war for uh, Extra Life against uh, Daryl and his team? Yes. Mike was part of that team. <laughs> what, your team or their team? Uh, my team. Oh, okay. So I kind of corrupted Mike. I, I kind of like, uh, I got him horn a little bit. Yeah. So some, some well, of those toy trophies are uh, questionable. Oh, you caved into the, we got to get a lot of trophies, so here, play this five-minute game. So, the the truth is, is that I did consider it, and then 
I didn't do it sans like five of them. So, so like I have like five bootleg ones, but um, the, the rest of them are are all legit. Are are, are legit? Okay, they're legit. Was 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 Tricky trying to convince you to play Hitman Go? Uh, I don't remember that one, but there was some other ones that I left left at. Yeah, the zippy one was uh, that you shouldn't be allowed. So, so uh, that you have like fifteen legit platinums. Which one are you most proud of, sir? Um, proud of. Probably, I mean, I, I just, I platinum ghosts, which I really enjoyed. That, that's kind of my style. They're not super hard. I don't have a ton of super hard ones, but, but every one I put a substantial amount of time in, except for the first one, which was that original WrestleMania, WrestleMania game. That one was a little bit like, but I put the hours in. It was just super easy to get. We just fought and got it. Alex has a, a wrestling video game horror stories. Well, I, I have two. I probably have, I can't remember what the name was, but it was one of the early wrestling games that came out when trophies just came out, and it had, like, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant on the cover. Legends of WrestleMania. Yeah. And I have that platinum, so I believe that's the one that uh, Mike's talking about. It, it is the one, yep. That's the one. Yeah, that, that was that was a very disappointing game. Could have been better. <laughs> Agreed. But uh, I also have the platinum trophy in WB2K17, which... Most people, most sane people don't have because it was a nightmare to platinum trophy that game. Like, we're talking like Dead Rising 2 nightmarish levels. Like, the two platinums that I have, and I'm like, man, I'm glad that I did that. Well, I'm glad that I have those because it's a, it's a big brag, but while playing those games, I, I wanted to throw myself through a, through a, like a brick wall and off of a cliff because it's just, it's just terrible. It's awful. <laughs> like, I never want to play another Dead Rising game because of it. Yeah. Rest of the games are tough. I do hear that they got a little better with the trophies, at least in 2K22. I hear they're not as bad. Like, basically, a lot of online trophies. Stay away from the online trophies and having to fight people in the community. You know, the opposite of what they make you do in Mortal Kombat, and you'll be good. You'll be fine. Alright, so I have an update from last week. And uh, this is going to open myself up to ridicule, but, uh, you know, I always be honest with our listeners. So, last week, Alex, me and you kind of, uh, not got into it, but we kind of had, like, a little bit of a debate saying that I think I have more legit Platinums than you, and you said there's no way. Remember this conversation? Uh, I believe so, and I think that Rick was doing a, he, Rick had forgotten his reading, uh, his book that he was, usually takes to work with him, so on break he was auditing your trophies, and, uh, and yeah, I mean... You have three times as many platinum trophies as I have, so we'll see how this goes. But ratio wise, as far as good to crap, I guarantee I'm far ahead of you. Well, ratio wise, yes. Uh, but yes, Rick did do the audit. Uh, he meant to go back and double check. He didn't double check yet. So, uh, the report that I have from him says he finished checking, and I have about two hundred and fifty-seven spam platinums. He says, you don't have any game eight times, as Alex is fond of saying. The most times you've done any one game is six, from what he can see. Uh, So, at the final count, I actually have more legit Platinums than Alex, but not Yield. Alright, you play far more games than I do. Like I said, my ratio's better, so... 
Yeah, I, I look at our PSN profiles. I've played over a thousand games. And how many have I played? Uh, I did not look. It's like it, it's got to be around two hundred. So you've got wow. five times as many games as I have. So I got. I've only got three forty-five. You looking right now? I'm looking at mine. Uh, Alex, according to this, you played two hundred forty-five games. Hey, so you've played four times as many as I have. So yeah, you better have that. That me beating that. Uh, but the ratio, I mean, I don't have that many more legit platters, but I do have more. What, what was the total number? How many? Uh, we'll do the math. What's 257 minus 372? This isn't a math podcast, Tricky. It's 120-something, but anyway. Yeah. I'm saying it's not much, but it's like, I, I think I have like 126, you have 125, something like that. <laughs> you know, that's a win for me. Take that tricky, Mick. Oh, I do want to say uh, thank you to Rick for going through all of that, because that's a lot of mire to be to be wading through. Uh, that's like going down to the Everglades and just like getting in the nasty ass mud and just trudging through. You got gators all around you. You got to worry about your life. Same thing with going through Tricky's trophy list. It's dangerous. I was going to say, I hope he brought his fishing waders to go through that mire. He uh he sent a couple pictures of the list, and I gotta say I'm kind of quite proud of the list. No, the, the list of legit legitimate of games that Rick thinks are legitimate. No, he actually wrote down the list of the games that are not legit. Oh God! I'm just I'm just I'm just happy I got included into it and wasn't even in the conversation. Well. What, what the, the conversation consisted of, you know, I have so many platinums, blah, 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 blah. And I said, without actually knowing, like, just straight out, just like, assuming I was right. I said I had more legit platinums than Alex did, like, total platinums. Yeah. And it was close. It, it was damn close. But, yeah. But just for the record, since Yield, you have 153. And I don't think any of them you would call questionable, do you? Not really. No. I will say, though, I'm tricky. I believe that, you know, if it is really that close, then this year, with you uh, you not spamming... Alex is going to pass you <laughs> I might pass you up. Well, I'm I'm close to the Lego Platinum. I'm close to the Mortal Kombat 11 Platinum. Uh, I, think, I think that's it. Because I'm, I'm heavily getting into... Uh, uh, I can't think of the name. Uh, Division. Uh, again. So that's gonna uh derail me a little bit. Also, in a couple hours, the new PlayStation Plus launches for us. So I thought it was the nineteenth. The thirteenth. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, to be fair, I the new season of Rocket League is coming out soon. So that, depending on what the the rewards are and the theming is, might you know that's gonna suck away some of my time. Although I recently jumped into a very large game and, you know, Turtles, Ninja Turtles, uh, Shredder's Revenge comes out this Thursday night. So I'll be jumping into that as soon as possible. And given how difficult the Platinum Trophy was for Streets of Rage 4, that shouldn't be a cakewalk to the Platinum. So we'll see. Mike, are you a Turtles fan? You can go back and get the Cowabunga collection? Uh, I could see myself playing that. I-, I like all that stuff that brings you back to, you know, to being a young, a young person. So absolutely. 
All right, so let's get into what we're playing. Mike, we'll start with you. What have you been playing lately, sir? I've uh, I haven't been playing as much, um, but the last I I mess around. I I've gone back and forth. I was playing Vampire, which I which you know the gameplay on is uh, not the greatest, but I was entertained by the story. Uh, but it's one of those games where you know uh, it progresses, and if you make decisions, you know you have to go back and change them and. That whole thing. Uh, and then I putz around. Um, I've been playing Heavy Rain. I, be, I went back to play that. Need for Speed Payback. I mess around with Car Mechanic Simulator just for goofy, you know, uh, stat, you know, uh, basically just button mashing and that whole sort of thing. So uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing. All right. Yield. Ah, oh, I've been playing some Rocket League. World of Warship Legends, Deep Rock Galactic, This War of Mine, The Little Ones, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, which I found out I'm playing the, of the two games that's on the four, Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcast, I'm playing the second one instead of the first one. Well, it's no big deal because it's different stories. It's not like it really rolls, but the second, the first one's called Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. And this one's called Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. So I assumed that that's the first one. I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. So, but it's not, but it's no big deal. It, I, I, I'm playing through that game. I've been playing some Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which that's platinum number one. And been, uh, played some Truck Driver, which was platinum number two. Uh, Valiant Hearts The Great War has no platinum, but I 100%ed it. And I've also been playing some Deep Rock Galactic, which I finished my Elite Deep Dive. Or not my Elite Deep Dive. Yeah, my Elite Deep Dive. I finished it. All I had to do was make it to the drop pod to get my trophy, and they killed me. So that that, that was the FU to Elite Deep Dives. Oh, okay. I, th- I, I thought that was a reference to some kind of uh, E3 conference that happened or something. No. All right, Alex. Well, thank you kindly for asking, Tricky. So I got my Platinum Trophy in KO the Kangaroo, and I got to say, I uh, enjoyed the game. Uh, IGN gave it, like, I think a score of 7 out of 10, which I think is fair. Uh, you know, it, it'll it bring warm feelings back if you're a Crash Bandicoot fan or, you know, games of that ilk. But again, it is significantly easier. And one of the biggest disappointments of the game, to be honest, is the boss fights. First one's kind of tutorial thing, I get. You know, it's got some some um, cool things about it, but really the second boss fight is kind of where it's like, okay, this is amping up a little bit. This is more intricate, more challenging. And then the boss fights, the other two kind of plateau. So they integrate more the uh, the elemental boxing gloves. So you get like a fire power, a um, ice power, and then a wind power. So they, you know, as you go on, the boss fights implement those. So they, they do get a little bit more intricate, but as far as like their difficulty, like they're not challenging at all. They're pretty easy. Cakewalk, I would say. There's a trophy for getting through a boss fight without getting hit, and really, envy the. even though the first boss is the easiest one, all the bosses are kind of candidates for not getting hit, so, again, boss fights are a little bit of a letdown. They, they plateau. They're way too easy. Uh, but overall, the game was fun. I love the art style. I, I love just the the levels. The levels were a lot of fun to play through, so uh, if you can deal with the, you know, the disappointing boss fights, I definitely still would recommend that game to anyone, and it's a I think it has, it's got mostly gold trophies, so if you're looking for, to up your gold and silver trophies, 
as well as get a pretty easy platinum trophy, this game is a uh, is a pretty good pickup. So, and uh, I have jumped into finally. I've been kind of put it off, but uh, and of course, right before Shredder's Revenge comes out, I jumped into Assassin's Creed Origins, which um, I got to say I feel a little spoiled by Horizon Forbidden West because. Looking at this game, I was like, my god, Horizon Forbidden West looks so much better. But, um, I mean, it's still, like, it's hard for me to judge this game so far because I, I'm not into, like, I've just started out in, like, the small town of Siwa, so I'm not, like, in, like, you know, Giza or where the pyramids are, where the Sphinx is or everything, so, like, I've been out at Thebes. Like, so there's a lot of cool things to come, and, you know, traditional, like, you think of, like, ancient Egypt and the cities you tie to those thoughts of what you learned in school. Like, I'm not to that point yet, so... It, I went into my first tomb, got a trophy for Tomb Raiden, you know, all the the, diff- the cool, like, icono- iconography on the walls, seeing pictures of Anubis, all really cool, and I love Egyptian culture, so I'm, you know, just kind of wading into the waters now. I can't wait until we get further in the game, and I'm fully just immersed in it. But uh, so far, I'm enjoying the game, taking it little by little. I think this is going to be a game, unlike Horizon, where I kind of just full board put all my attention into. This is a game where I'm going to play it as much as I can for the next week, then drop it for turtles, and then, you know, maybe it's a game that I play a little bit here and there, but it's not going to be that full tilt run that I had with Horizon. But so far, I've enjoyed it. Uh, Tricky, I see what you mean about the combat, although, to be honest, it's been so long since I played an Assassin's Creed game that uh, I don't really remember what the combat felt like, to be perfectly honest. So, with uh, so much of a jump between the Ezio trilogy to this game, it was kind of easier for me to pick up and accept the combat than maybe somebody else who'd play every game. I will say, though, that the combat system is kind of like, you can't just, you're not a superhero, so you can't just go into a group no. of people and just melee your way through it. Like, you're going to have to pick people off and be more, uh, I mean, it's Assassin's Creed, so you want to, you know, take down people silently, you know, you got to hide bodies so that other guards don't find them. So, I mean, you can get a little spammy, but it's only when you're one-on-one. You can't take on a group of, en- of enemies and uh, expect to come out positively, so... I've enjoyed the game so far. Uh, I can't wait until we get further into the Egyptian culture because I'm just kind of at the very beginning of that. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely glad that I've finally taken the steps to play this game because it's it's been probably the number one game in my backlog that I wanted to play. So there's no better time than now to uh, to jump in. So wait until you get hunted. <laughs> You're gonna hate the combat then. We get hunted like they like I become so infamous that they put out a bounty on my head. There's gonna be several bounties on your head, and you're gonna be going along. And all of a sudden, you're going to get, get this thing saying, uh, I, I don't know if they're called hunters, uh, but you, you'll you get a message saying that, like, the person looking for you is close, and they will come find you, and they, they're they not easy. I mean, I, take, I took down the Valkyries, though, in God of War, so clearly I'm up to the challenge. Valkyries have nothing on these guys. Are you kidding me? No. Well, that sounds terrible. You could be a level 2, and you'll have, like, a level 70 coming after you. Well, what's the point of that? Uh, that's part of the story. <sighs> you be soft. Get the hell out of here with your nonsense. Yeah. Alright, and literally the only thing I've been playing all week is The Wisdom 2. Alright, so... Uh, there was something I wanted to... Oh, that's what it was. Uh... Before we actually get into our topics, uh, I did want to put out a little PSA because I put this in the Tofuos group, but I know that a majority of our listeners are not in our Facebook group. Uh, there has been some controversy with the quarry. Uh, you guys are familiar with the quarry, correct? No. There have been a lot of talk about that game, a lot of chatter about that game, and gotten really good review scores, but 
It's the spiritual successor to uh, Until Dawn. Yes. Uh, um, apparently, the quarry, uh, and this is coming from a guy posting this on Twitter, so I, I don't have any uh, point of reference personally with this. I'm just taking this off this information off this uh, tweet. Uh, the quarry probably has the worst chapter select I've ever seen implemented in a game. It unlocks after completing the game, but once you use chapter select, it is removed again until you beat the game. Ugh. Also, collectibles are erased when you use chapter select. That's awful. So basically, you have to go through the game and ent- just as a whole. You know, even if you're missing like, you know, a few chapters worth of of collectibles, you got to go through the whole game again, essentially. Correct. Did hold on? Didn't their other games have some really wonky chapter select? Did Until Dawn that have no? Okay, Until Dawn was fine with their chapter select. Yeah. Okay, because I'm, I'm amazed that you know, like I said, this is a Facebook group, but we have ray tracing and we have haptic feedback, and we still have subpar chapter select in some games. Like I like this should be like ironed out in concrete by now. I'm thinking. And, like, again, I have no point of reference. I'm thinking that this is just a bug within the game. That the, re- that the collectibles are getting erased. So, I, 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 again, I have no point of reference. That's just my personal opinion. It sounds like a bug more than this is something that was intentionally done. Um, but, so, my suggestion, if you're playing the quarry, until this is possibly patched, I would say go back, do your chapter selects, you know, get all the different story endings, Get all your trophies that way, and then, as Alex said, start from the beginning and just use a collectible guide and go from start to finish, get all the collectibles, making sure you don't miss one. I was just going to say that. That just warrants a walkthrough. It warrants you going through with a guide, or else I can't see anyone putting up with that without saying the hell with it and just going to the next thing on their list. So, All right, so let's get into the our topics. Yield, I I know you're going to have to grit your teeth because I already know how you're going to feel about these first couple topics, but, you know, let's just get through it, okay, buddy? Uh, I'm already zoned out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First story coming from IGN, of course, and written by Joe Scribbles. The Last of Us remake officially has been revealed, and it is arriving in September for the PS5 and PS version is on the way. we got some details about it too. With Druckmann, Troy Baker, and Ashley appeared. Ashley Johnson appeared on stage to announce that the game features from the original features the original performances, but animations have been enhanced. The game features new AI based on The Last of Us Part Two, sixty frames per second performance, and new combat options. A new blog post also detailed the bonuses included in the different versions. The digital deluxe version will cost you eighty. And it'll include multiple early unlocks in the game, such as increased crafting, healing, reload upgrades, clip upgrades, and more. The Firefly Edition will cost $100 and will include a steelbook, display case, all four issues of The Last of Us American Dreams comic, uh, as well as all of the digital bonuses. This is coming on September 2nd, with a PC version also in development. Uh, I'm not going to go to you, Yield, because I already know how you feel, and I'm sure our listeners know how you feel. Uh, so let's go to Alex first. Yeah, I mean, this is something that it, it, it seems like a the right decision to put it on PC, as many of those old PlayStation titles, those Sony-owned 
titles, get them on PC as, as, as many of them as you can. And uh, while they're at it, why not put it on PS5 as well? I, so, I mean, Yield and I are going to differ on this, but to me, if it's going to make you money and allow you to reinvest in your studios, do it. I'm, I'm never going to buy all of Sony's games. And we do have reports that Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog are working on a new game. So it's not like this is the only project they have, you know, that they're doing. So if this is a project that's going to be a net benefit for you and you're going to put more money into Sony's coffers and Sony can then reinvest that into its video game arm, I don't really care. I'm fine with it. All right. Mike? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in. I'm, I I still, I'm I'm on your team when it comes to, to this game. And um, I I still remember how how the art was and, and I still remember how I feel playing how I felt playing certain parts of this so uh, anything last of us I'm, I'm a groupie I'm in alright Yield I, I, I did lie I'm going to go to you a little bit I just for our listeners sakes what's your feelings on this uh, it's great that it's coming to PC it's stupid that you're making it for the 5 I mean, this is Grand Theft Auto 5 all over again I mean I, I, I saw a picture that Grand Theft Auto uh, the Last of Us, and Skyrim. Skyrim, yeah, have been all been on the three, four, and five now. This is, in my opinion, this is dumb. You you remade it for the four as soon as it came out. Five's been out a couple years. We're making it, remaking it for the five. We're just throwing in some Last of Us twos programming into it. I don't know. I it, it it's enough to make me go. I'm never buying Last of Us again. I don't care. I don't care if you make a third one and it's the greatest game in the world. No. To to be fair, like this kind of trajectory, we've seen this out of Sony before because the Shadow of the Colossus, you know, released on the on the two, then on the three they put a, re- a remaster, and then on the four they did a remake. Kind of same thing here. Obviously, the last was came out on the PS3. At the beginning of the PS4, there was a remaster, and then now we have a full remake. So Sony may, in the future, do this kind of stuff with some of their biggest games. Horizon, at some point, we may see the exact same thing. So, see, and I, 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 I watched the. Uh... The Summer's Game Fest is where this was announced. And Neil Druckmann said something. And I don't know if this is going to change anybody's mind or anything, because I'm pretty much sure that, you know, if you were buying this, you were buying this regardless. Uh, but Neil Druckmann said one of the reasons why they did this, is, as Alice alluded to, is because they want to make a PC version. But uh, they most they mostly did this because they wanted to put the, the definitive edition of this game out. And Neil Druckmann said that the limitations that they had on making it for the three have, you know, been resolved. And this is the version that he originally envisioned in making, but was held back to limitations to the technology. Now that we have the five, he's actually able to give the game that he always wanted to give. And that's the reason why he wanted to do it. I mean, I get it. I, I, I get both sides of it. And when they're ramming stuff down your throat and money grabs and stuff like that. But I mean, when you have something that, that 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 came out of you know two platforms ago you, you have like new audiences as people get older so for the people that loved it you get another crack at it uh you know with a little more glitz um but i mean do do younger do, do younger kids or people that didn't play this when they came out when it came out go back and play a ps3 version probably not so i mean i, I could see how they do this, you know, for different audiences, although I can certainly see the nuisance of how many times are we going to, you know, release the same thing in different ways for money grab type of situations. All right. Uh, let's go on to the next part of The Last of Us News. And, oh, I, 
Okay. So before we actually go into the topic, I noticed that they didn't mention multiplayer when they were announcing the PS5 version. Do you guys think we're getting the the multiplayer version of The Last of Us first game? Do you think that's going to be part of the 5 version? You know, that may be one of those things where, honestly, if you said, hey, we're going to work on this as its own separate game, which we've heard that there's a Last of Us multiplayer-only game, if they said, hey, we're going to split this into you can buy the single-player aspect of it, and then in a separate game you can buy the multiplayer, I don't think people are going to complain too much, to be perfectly honest, because I think, at least from the back and forth we've had on this show and the guests we've had on there, if you love The Last of a Story, you don't necessarily care for the multiplayer as well. So I think that people would be totally happy just to buy the story component and not have to deal with anything multiplayer. Because I only did the multiplayer to do any, like, Uncharted, Last of Us, only did the multiplayer just to get trophies. So I think if they split up the package, then that would be... Obviously the sales of the multiplayer one would take a hit because you wouldn't have the, the single player component there, but I don't think anyone who wants to play The Last of Us for the story would complain about not having multiplayer attached to it. Mike, you think we're going to get the multiplayer in the 5 version? Uh, honestly, I, I I don't know enough about it. Uh, I do have a question, though. For this, is are we talking like a way out type of multiplayer where there's still a story and you're just doing team activities is something that, like that? No, no. This is, uh, I, it was called Factions, right? Yes. Yes. Factions was the multiplayer. In which, uh, I, I mean, Alex and Neil could probably speak to it more because they played it more. I didn't really play the the multiplayer version uh, component of it, but I believe like you went into it was a it was either three on three or six on six. Six on six, something like okay. that. E- either way, it wasn't fun. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not. That's not my thing anyway. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be part of it because one, they didn't mention it, and two. I think, uh, as our next story says, uh, they're making the Last of Us multiplayer for part two, and it's uh, coming from Tom Marks over at IGN. Uh, Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann revealed new details, new details about the long-awaited standalone multiplayer game set in the Last of Us world during the Summer's Game Fest. Originally supposed to be a multiplayer mode for the Last of Us part two, he explained that the team's ambition made it evolve into something far beyond that over the last two years. This game is big, Druckmann said. It's as big as any of our single-player games that we've done, and in some ways, bigger. Along the concept art above, Druckmann confirmed that we'll have a story of its own, though he said, quote, the way we're telling the story is very unique to this game, end quote. It will have, quote, a brand new cast of characters, and end quote, as well, and while its new location wasn't confirmed, the image shared looks like it could be set in San Francisco. A final name and proper gameplay weren't shown, but Druckmann said more details will be coming next year. The last time we heard about the project was late 21, when Naughty Dog simply confirmed it was still coming. So, now that they're uh, releasing a multiplayer version, it's going to be standalone, obviously, and it's going to have a story component to it. Uh, Yield, I'll go to you first. Do you think this is another Factions... Uh, thing where the story is going, uh, you know, the, the story they're telling is going to be a way to save the community through the multiplayer component. Oh, I, I have no clue. You know what I think of when I hear this? What do you hear? I think of Fear the Walking Dead. 
So, like, you had The Walking Dead, and then you had Fear the Walking Dead, because each group was on opposite sides of the, you know, on the opposite coast in the United States. This, to me, like, new cast of characters in the same world, like, it, it it's like, it reeks of Fear the Walking Dead, which I will point out that nobody cared about nearly as much as The Walking Dead. That's interesting. And I'm gonna say, I mean, I look at the picture, to me, that doesn't look like San Francisco. That To me, that looks like New York City. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, is that like Rosebank or something? It, it, well, it looks like the Golden Gate in the background. It also looks like the... The, the Barrizano looks very much like that, it, yeah. Although, I don't know about the high-rises back there, but that would be that would be funny. Uh, maybe this is taking place in Brooklyn? It would have to be Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, because you don't have any high-rises like that in Staten Island. Not on the Staten Island side, no. Yeah, just for context, anybody who doesn't know, the Verrazano connects Brooklyn to Staten Island. And no one's making a game with Staten Island, even when they did a game with all... They did a, they did four out of the five boroughs, and Staten Island was the one left out, so... <laughs> we, we always call Staten Island the forgotten borough. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, listen, it might be San Francisco, uh, I, and I am colorblind, but that bridge does not look orange. So it doesn't look like the Golden Gate to me. I mean, to me... And again, this might just be my biased eyes and what I see, that looks like the Verrazano Bridge. So, I don't know. Alright, so moving on to our next story that we have. Uh, the Last of Us 2 has officially sold over 10 million copies. Uh, now, I'm not going to read this article, just saying that it came from IGN and written by Adam Bankhurst. But, Alex, I'm going to go to you because... Um, we we often talk about uh, milestone game sales, and most most stories that we're coming to is saying that we get these stories when a game has sold ten million copies. I mean, we we've often talked about how Square Enix has unrealistic sales expectations. Is ten million sales the 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 benchmark that you know companies should be looking for nowadays, or is this just you know? Hey, let's brag! We sold ten million copies of our game. I mean, it, I, I don't know if it's that. I mean, it's going to depend. Like the benchmark for what are good sales are going to depend on how much money you spent to market a game, how much money you spent on voice acting, how much money you spent on R and D to develop the game. It's so it's going to vary from game to game. Looking at, I think that a a better benchmark is just kind of looking for Sony at uh, how much their other games have sold. So you look at something like. You know, the last, or not the last, but Horizon Zero Dawn, brand new IP, and through PC and PS4 and all the other channels, sold over 20 million copies. I think that that is a better benchmark for their the game. I, I think it's a better benchmark than just saying 10 million out. Like, how does this, the sales of this game compare to the other games in the Sony universe? Alright, uh, Yield? Yes. What's your opinion on uh, the landmark sales? Like, is ten million where we should be looking for? Or are they just bragging at this point? You're bragging about the games you want to brag about. I mean, ten million is a good sales, but like Alex said, it all depends on what you spent on the game, how many you know millions of copies you need to sell before you're like, hey, you know, this was extremely successful. Well, and, and maybe there's no better case for this than, say, Returnal, which when Sony announced they had sold 500,000 copies, they were very happy with that. And, of course, 
500,000 copies of God of War, they're not going to be nearly as happy about that. So it's a, it's a case-by-case basis. And I mean, I mean, to me, 10 million copies, I mean, that I mean, that's something to celebrate. But at the same time, it was Last of Us 2. So it's like, duh. Well, according to the article here, uh, the, you know, The Last of Us Part 2 was released on June 19th of 2020 and quickly became the fastest-selling PlayStation 4 exclusive at the time by selling 4 million copies in just its first three days. Well, do you think that had anything to do with the fact that it took, like, 12 years? Like, every, it got pushed so many times. I mean, I guess the, the market was going to be the same, but I feel like the anticipation for, for this, for that, was insane. Well, I mean, I think the... I, again, I might be biased. I think the, the last push... Uh, was due in part because we were just entering the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anybody that's played The Last of Us, you know, either the first game or the second game, knows that it has some pandemic feels. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you could you could quickly relate the two together. So I think the last push for The Last of Us 2 was mostly uh, due to the pandemic, you know, just entering the pandemic and they didn't want to, you know, come out with a game Right as everybody's, you know, starting to fear for their lives with uh, COVID and all that stuff. Yeah. So, well, let me let me ask you this because a better question: When you read me those sales, I'm like ten million. That's all. Like for a game that has won Game of the Year and was just lauded, and everybody just kind of filleted and everything. It it seems like ten million is. I I, I hate to say this, but it seems like I I would have expected more than ten million. To be perfectly honest. Do you think that the sales of this game were because there was a big fan backlash after the story? Do you think that people heard about the story or saw the backlash and people were like, you know what? And it turned it turned some people away. Do you think that the story and some of the more controversial elements of it turned potential sales away? Uh I I would I would have said no up until last night, but I was talking to somebody uh on uh, Facebook, and he, just like me, says The Last of Us is his favorite game of all time, and he still has not played 2 because the story was spoiled for him, um, and I know Yield hasn't played it yet, so I'm, I'm not going to go into spoils, whatnot, but some of the story aspects of the game, he was uh, very pissed off about that uh, this happened, and you know, the direction the game was going, uh, the fact that we played, um, I, you know, I might even say that, uh, but I, I, up until last night, I would have said no, because I don't, th- I don't think, I think the game is good enough and the storytelling is good enough that, uh, people would have pushed through, but like I said, last night I ran into some, uh, a guy that said he didn't play it because he, you know, he got some of the leaks and some of the game got spoiled and he was like, well, screw this, I'm not going to play it. He owns it, but he never played it. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to say it, but they are certainly have certainly set up a path for the for the next Last of Us game, and if they go in the direction I think they're gonna go, uh, and you know that we're t- you know they talked about how in the the multiplayer mode they're gonna focus on new characters. If they are indeed intent on moving in the direction I think they're moving, I don't necessarily know if I want to play the third one. To be honest, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna go out there and slam them for the story decisions they made and. Give and, and review bomb the game, but I just don't necessarily want to play the game that they're setting up. 
based on the ending and of the of part two. All right, and, and one of the lines in this article says, uh, "As for the future of the series, Naughty Dog confirmed that in April of twenty one that it has written a story outline for the Last of Us Part Three, but um, as of those comments, the game wasn't being made. So apparently, they really have in mind what they're going to do for Part Three, and that was over a year ago." Uh, Mike, I, how do you feel about, like, the, I mean, obviously, I, I don't want anybody to think, like, I'm trying to say, oh, 10 million sales isn't impressive. I'm just saying, the stories we're getting says, you know, oh, this game has sold 10 million copies, this game has sold 10 million copies. This seems to be the benchmark, which, at least the video game, uh, review industry is saying, okay, this is where we're uh we're celebrating games i mean I, like i said obviously 10 million copies is nothing to shake a stick at but is that the benchmark that we're now looking at mike yeah i mean i, I don't I honestly know the benchmarks and and the game sales and 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 where and you know what what those are um from what i'm hearing you guys say <clears throat> that this you know i could guess could be perceived as a bit of a letdown with the steam that that was coming into it. Um, other than that, I really don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll take your word. Obviously this is what you guys do. Uh, 10 million is a lot of anything. Um, but I, I don't know where, you know, too much more about the other company it's in or, or where that, you know, where, where the chips fall on it. So I don't have a whole lot else to offer there. And, and Alex, I, I'm, I'm going to play a, a counterpoint to your question. You were saying that with the leaks and everything like that, could it have affected sales? Uh, the counter to that is, do you think it actually sold more copies because of the pandemic and everybody was home and had nothing to do? Well, that's the that's the Animal Crossing New Horizons argument right there, because that game came right as people were going on leave and, you know, having to be absent from work or, you know, quarantined or, st- or something. So that game sold mightily well, and it was, you know, because you know, in part because of that, Animal Crossing was so well regardless, but I I think that there was, because, you know, you have to hear so many people talk about how, oh, The Last of Us is my favorite game ever, you know, I, I think that there was enough steam going into that game, like Mike said, where it wasn't because of the pandemic, it was because the first game was such a big hit, and Naughty Dog had done such a great job of creating new characters that people wanted, you know, to meet up with again, and it had been long enough to where people were chomping at the bit for a sequel. So, Pandemic may have helped, but I, I think, in general, people are going to buy The Last of Us in droves. Alright, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, coming from IGN and written by Joe Scrabbles. God of War Ragnarok is seemingly planned for a November release after rumors of a delay to 2023. Bloomberg has reported the long-awaited sequel will see a formal release date announcement this month with a planned November date. Uh, IGN also learned that about a planned November release from sources with inside knowledge. The, Re- Bloomberg, the Bloomberg report also says that the game was originally planned for release in September, but was pushed back to November. And IGN has also learned the information. Uh, the uh, original September slot is seemingly now filled by The Last of Us Part 1 remake. And just a side note, I'm annoyed that they're calling it The Last of Us Part 1 now and not just The Last of Us. Just my personal thing. Um. So yeah, I mean, we we've talked about how you know 
they kept saying God of War Ragnarok is coming out this year, and now we're in June, you know, mid-June, and we still have a release date. That's a little weird, but apparently, according to Bloomberg, we're going to be getting a formal uh, announcement of a release date this month. Uh, Yield, I know you didn't play God of War. Alex, you got the Platinum. Mike, did you play God of War, the 2018 version? Yes, I did. All right. What were your thoughts on God of War? And are you excited about Ragnarok? I am, uh, and I, I will definitely get this game. And I will definitely play it. Um, the re- reading this, you know, to pigtail some of the other comments that were made about constant remakes. It's annoying to read that anything uh, of of a game like this. That again, I mean, maybe not. Maybe it didn't have the Last of Us uh, people behind it, but but a huge following. Huge amount of people are going to be wanting this game, and for it to be pushed along the lines of its slot is now taken by a remake of one that you know I can see people be, being annoyed with that. But I'm getting it. I'll play it. I enjoyed the first one. I'm sure this one will be great. Alex, you get Ragnarok. You know, I, I I was not as enamored with God of War as you were, but I you know I've seen the story this far. I'll probably buy it is it going to be a day one purchase for me probably not i might wait a little bit but i i will definitely play in the end because you know i i love my god of war from the ps2 and ps3 days and this god of war went through necessary changes i get it so it's not as the, the god of war greek edition is is or the the greek mythos is is more it's closer to my heart than the the norse one but i think they made necessary changes that, that made the games overall better uh, less hack and slashy, which I mean, it, the game had to evolve, so I get it. But you know, even with the issues that I had with the game, I I, I will play the sequel. It's just a matter of when. It's I'm I'm not going to be tricky streaming it, which I assume he'll be streaming on Proven Gamers Twitch channel the night it comes out. Uh, the second it comes out, you, you're oh you well you pre-downloaded so yes because I buy all my games digitally. Uh, Yield, I, I know you've never been a big fan of the God of War, and you said that you were going to go back and play the other games before you even attempt to play this. Uh, so obviously you're not too hyped about Ragnarok, because you could wait to play it. Well, I, I can't be hyped about nothing, something I've never seen. True. So. Alright, speaking of things we've never seen, Spider-Man is finally coming to the Xbox in a roundabout way. Coming from an article from IGN and written by Matt Perslow, a new trailer for Marvel's Midnight Suns has revealed that Spider-Man will be a playable hero in the game as well as an October release date. Shown during the Summer's Game Fest showcase, the cinematic trailer revealed a new hero that will be an unlockable player for your team roster, Spider-Man. Even better, he'll be voiced by Yuri Lowenthal, who's the same guy that did the voice for the Marvel's Spider-Man um, although this is not a crossover and he will not be playing the same Spider-Man. Um, uh, it also got a release date for Midnight Suns in October 7th of 2022. The game is going to come out on the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S, X and S, Xbox One and PC versions. And there's going to be a Nintendo Switch version, but that's going to be announced for a later date. Uh... Midnight Suns is now available for pre-order. There is the standard edition for $60. The That's for the uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The PS5 and Series X versions will be uh, the enhanced version, which will cost you uh, $10 more. 
at $70. And if you pay $80, you can get the Digital Plus Edition on all formats. That includes 11 premium cosmetics. And finally, the $100 Legendary Editions, which has 23 cosmetic skins and the Season Pass. And no details about what the Season Pass will provide. Uh, so Mike, I'll go to you first. Uh, have you seen Midnight Suns trailer and do you have any comments or are you hype or how do you generally feel? I'll play it. I I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, this is, I play, I play games like this, obviously, but, um, I'm not enamored by it. It's not going to be something that I, that I run and get. I have seen the trailer. Um, everything looks amazing now though. Um, so. Again, I'll play it, but when I get to it. All right. Yield. I have not seen the trailer. So I, I, I until the, it was kind of popping up over the week, I was like, what is this game? You know, people are talking about it. I, I have no clue what it's about. All right. And Alex. Yeah, I've, I've barely seen anything on it, so I'm not familiar with it. But so. When they include Spider-Man in these games, are they only having to pay Disney, or are they also having to pay Sony? Well, see, that that was the other aspect of this conversation, is that apparently there is a petition going around, because people are, uh, Sony fans are pissed off that this game, uh, Spider-Man is being coming to the Xbox. Well, so Sony fans are writing all kinds of petitions they shouldn't be writing these days. We'll, we'll we'll go into another petition in, in a little while, uh. But people are there, there's people that are pissed off that Spider Man's coming to this game. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I even though Sony owns the digital rights to Spider Man, uh, I I don't see a problem with him being on an Xbox. Hey guys, sorry for the break in the show. Uh, what would a trophy horse episode be without an episode of Sophie's Trophies? We received the audio after we recorded, so we're going to patch it into the show. Now, we'll be back with the regular show afterwards. Hello, my friends. How are we all? Uh, back again for another Sophie's Trophies. Um, now, when you get married, guys, or when you've been with somebody for a while, you come up with pet names for each other. Um, you know, little sweet names that you call each other. Not in front of other people. You do it secretly. You know. Um, but, Mandy, 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 Mandy. Now, as much as I ask her, and no matter how I dress up, she absolutely refuses to call me Wonder Boy. I don't know why. You know, she just flat out refuses. But luckily, guys, Rattalaker Games have come to my rescue. Because they have released the Wonder Boy collection in association with Sega and another company I can't remember the name of. Um... Now, this consists of four games. Um, it means I can be Wonderboy. I don't have to be called Wonderboy, which is great. You know, yay. Now, four games are the Wonderboy arcade game. Then you have Wonderboy and Monster World. Uh, and then you have Wonderboy 4 Monster World, I think, uh, which is one of the greatest games ever made, so I should know the title of that properly, but I do know it is Monster World. Um, it's on the Mega Drive. Um, Wonder Boy Arcade is obviously an arcade game. Wonder Boy uh, in Monster World, I think it's called Wonder Boy 3. Let me have a look, guys, before I make a tit of myself completely. Um, yeah, we have uh, Wonder Boy in Monster World, 
which is uh, the Mega Drive. Then we have uh, we have Monster Land, guys. Monster Land. There we go. It changed to Monster World when it came uh, to the Mega Drive. So let's start this again. Four games: Wonder Boy Arcade, Wonder Boy and Monster Land, which is the Master System game. Then we have Wonder Boy and Monster World, which is the Mega Drive game, and then we have Wonder Boy Four or Monster World Four. It's not called Wonder Boy because it doesn't have a boy. It stars Asher, who is a female. Uh, they are all side-scrolling platformers. They do vary, so we will go through these trophies, guys. It is a awesome trophy list for a collection like this. So let's start this one. It is Retro Champion. Get all of the other trophies. Then we have Dollhouse. Collect eight dolls in Wonder Boy. Now the first Wonder Boy, you move from left to right. You get a little uh, hatchet. You throw at people, and you jump over things. Your health goes down, um, and you have to collect fruit to get your health back up. If it runs out, you die. If you get hit, you die. Um, so you know, quite. It is an arcade game, and you can tell it's an arcade game. Um, you know, it's designed to nick your pounds, pence, quarters, whatever you may be using. Um, Rick actually may have played it when he went to Arcade World. So let me know, Rick. See if you played this one. Anyway, collect eight dolls. Dolls appear in the levels as you play. We all start out small. Complete area one in Wonder Boy. Very simple. Halfway through. Complete area four in Wonder Boy. Um, high score fanatic. Score 500,000 points in Wonder Boy. So you'll do that as you play through the game, guys. And then complete the game, Wonder Boy. So that is the first game. That is Wonder Boy. <laughs> okay, and now we go on to Wonder Boy in Monster World. Now, I don't know why it's done in this order, because the next game to be released in the series was Wonder Boy in Monster Land. So the trophies are a bit arse about it. So we have Royal Meeting. Meet Queen Eleonora in Wonder Boy and Monster World. A very simple trophy, guys. You will get that quite easily. Pizza Fungi. Face the Mycenid in Wonder Boy and Monster World. I think he's your first boss, maybe? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's your first boss. Been a while since I've played it. Um, World Tour. Visit the Sphinx in Wonder Boy and Monster World. So another boss there for you guys. Now, with that boss, you actually have to answer three questions. Um, you don't fight it. Um, just to let you know that. Caution, Black Ice. Battle the Ice Bomber in Wonder Boy and Monster World. This is one of the later bosses. He's a big snowman. And then Cleaner of the Monster World. Complete the game Wonder Boy and Monster World. Very simple. Again, perfect trophies. Perfect. And now we go into Monster Land, which was released before Monster World. It should be easy by now. Complete round one in Wonder Boy and Monster Land. Now... This one, guys, Master System Games, you are timed in the levels. Times are quite lenient, but you do have to keep an eye on them. Uh, keep rocking. Complete round four in Wonder Boy and Monster Land. Insert just a few more coins, and this is complete round seven in Wonder Boy and Monster Land. Then we have some So Close, which is complete round ten in Wonder Boy and Monster Land. Then we have Cleaner of the Monsterland. Complete the game, Wonder Boy in Monsterland. So again, simple trophies. They do take time. You know, the games are pretty tough in places. Um, but they are so enjoyable to play through. And now we have... 
enter the Tower of Silence in Monster World 4. So that's near the beginning. Going deeper, enter the Earth Gate in Monster World 4. There are a few gates you have to go through. Wind Gate, Earth Gate, Water Gate, Volcano Gate, I think. Um, you'll do it as you play the game. Pepe Gardener. Find the Pepe Tree or the Pep Tree, I'm not sure, in Monster World 4. Fly high. Fly to Sky Castle in Monster World 4. And then we have Why Do All Good Things Come to an End? Locate the final boss in Monster World 4. So that is your trophies for the Wonder Boy collection. Um, anyone who wants to live out their fantasies of being a Wonder Boy but has a mean wife, pick this game up, guys, and you can do that. So I'm going to go now. I will talk to you next week. I'm going to go carry on being just plain old me. I um, hope you have fun with this game, guys. Well worth getting. Um, even though it's a rat plat, let Tricky play it. That's all I'm going to say, because it's one hell of a rat plat. This will take him a while. So, yeah, I'm done. Talk to you next week, guys. Take it easy. Keep getting those trophies. Bye. All right. So let's, before we get into our topic of the week, we have to do our listener questions. Time to check my social media, y'all. Alright, now Mike, uh, as becoming customary on this show, we have to ask you, what is your opinion about the soundbite? It made me giggle. <laughs> I, got it. I, I think it's fine. I think it's entertaining. I'm, I'm, e- I'm easily entertained. Let's, uh, let's put that to another per- win for the good guys. Uh, I'm now trying to find the question I put in the agenda for questions today, and I can't find it. Why can't I find it? Uh, Somebody asked you something about your fear of spiders, I saw. Oh, here we go. I found it. All right. So, uh, coming from Dupes, friend of the show, uh, where does the fear of spiders come from? Is it just a fear you have, or did this next level cowardice come from some trauma? Uh, uh, here's another question. I honestly don't know because I don't remember growing up with a fear of spiders, but I do remember one day seeing a spider and flipping the fuck out. And since that point, I've been deathly afraid of spiders. I can't tell you where it came from. I don't know how it started because I used, I I watched, uh, eight legged freaks back in the day. Didn't bother me. I watched Afrophobia. Didn't bother me. But yeah, so that's where it comes from me. Uh, so Dupes goes on to say, any other guys have any other fears? Uh, Alex and Yield, we've talked about this on the show because you guys mock my uh, my fear of spiders. But do you have any real fears? Well, first of all, don't say we mock it because... Oh, no, you mock Oh, no, I don't understand. Like, I understand the fear of spiders because I think spiders are one of those things that a lot of people are just naturally afraid of. They're small, they're creepy, they're crawly, they are potentially deadly, so, I mean, I get it. I just have never understood the reason that you're afraid of a picture of a spider, or when you see a spider on television, why you're afraid of it, because you, I mean, you know, you can reason that that can't hurt you. It's just a picture, or it's on television, so, like, one of my fears is snakes. Snakes scare the shit out of me, because they're just really fucking creepy looking, and also potentially deadly. But then I go, like, a movie theater, like, I, I watch, like, Anaconda on TV, and it's totally fine. Or, you know, I go to the Louisville Zoo, to the Herp Aquarium, and they've got snakes there. And it's like, okay, this is fine. Like, they're behind glass. They can't hurt me. So, 
it's not that I'm mocking you. It's just I don't understand the severity of it when you understand that something like a picture of a spider can't hurt you. Like, you know, you know that. Without a PTSD event, like I can see with PTSD or something like that, then seeing it, you're triggered. But without it, um, I can. Uh, it, it doesn't well, make sense. It, see, OK, but we, we have to uh, before before we go on to the rest of the panel here about their fears. I explained this to uh, to Alex and Yield one time. My initial fear of spiders comes from the shock of seeing the spider. Alex is right in the fact that if if it's just a picture or it's you know on a TV screen or it's behind glass, yes, my brain can rationale that I'm actually okay, I'm safe, I'm not going to be attacked by the spider. But it's that initial jump. That scares the fuck out of me. And the example I use for them, which they told me I was out of my mind, is, Mike, if you're driving down the street and another car hits a puddle and the water shoots up at the glass, it's that split second where you forget that there's a windshield and you duck because you don't want to get wet. That's the fear that I have. It's, And then, like, playing Uncharted, I think it was 3, where you had to run towards the screen as a bunch of spiders are coming at you. That's nightmare fuel for me. Which I was meaning to say, I'm kind of proud of you because you were able to get the platinum and ratchet and clunk because because Twitch is a spider. Yes, it's not. Well, this isn't part of your shtick, is it? Right? That everybody knows. No, you no, don't. I'm I'm legit. Oh, I'm he's legit. legit fear. He is. You send him okay. a picture of a spider, and he will flip the f out. It's one of the few things that you can legitimately do to piss him off. Yes, legitimately. Okay. And, and, and just so everybody knows, this is not like permission to start doing this. <laughs> oh, no, he will ban you. Yes. <laughs> I will block you and I will never talk to you again. But the only reason he can't do that to me is because I'm on the show and he, he wants help editing the podcast. But so, Mike, when he was talking about how he, he uses example and we think are crazy for it, the splash against the windshield. I have never been, like, in the rain, like, driving down the highway, and I have a car, like, the tire splash some, some stuff up on my on my windshield and, you know, get water on my windshield or, you know, anything like that, and then me duck down and take my eyes off the road. That, to me, is lunacy. Like, taking your eyes off the road and just kind of, like, ducking down so you... There's a windshield there, man. You, you lose track of that? And besides, like, the, the by the time you realize it, the wind, the water's already hit your windshield. It's not like it's happened so fast you can't see it coming. But the, but the 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 point that you, I th- I think you're overlooking is it's not that like you're ducking down because you don't want to get wet. It's that split second reaction time of oh shit wood is coming at me mm-hmm. and your brain forgets that there's a windshield in front of you so you naturally go to protect yourself. It, it after that split second you realize okay it, there's a windshield there I don't need like there's protection but it's that initial split reaction of oh shit that gets me every time. Look, and I, I think it happens so fast that uh, you you like you realize it once it's already happened. So there's no like like there's like an if, if you were, if you were walking down the hall and let's just say Ashley was hiding in a laundry basket or something like that, and she waited for you to walk by, and then she jumped out, you're you're going to jump a little bit. You're going to be like, oh, shit, 
But your brain's quickly going to realize, okay, it's just Ashley trying to scare the shit out of me. Here's the thing with that, Tricky, is that if I'm walking down the hall and that happens, I'm not expecting her to be anywhere. If it's raining outside and there are puddles, you know, in the road, I might be expecting water to get splashed up on my windshield, especially with how fast cars go. Mike, you jump in on this. Do you think uh, that I'm, you know... Who, no, and, and so, don't don't defend me just because we're friends. You know, be, no, I be uh, some of it, it makes sense, but I think you know there, there's some psychology here that 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 doesn't make sense because you can be jump scared by anything that 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 catches you off guard. That but that's not what we're explaining here, and I get it that it's an you're just making an analogy, but that that criteria doesn't meet what I'm hearing about how you react to spiders. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It just doesn't. All right, let's get let's get back to fears. Uh, Yield, do you have any fears or traumas? Uh, I'm not a fan of spiders. I'm not a fan of snakes. Heights heights gets me if you're standing like right at the edge and looking over. Other than that, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, they're they're just like to go back to Dupe's question. I think there are just some things that are people are just like a lot of people are just reasonably scared of. Clowns is another one. Like, there are just these really creepy, crawly things, spiders and snakes being kind of the big ones, and my dad's got a big fear of heights, and I never really had the issue as a kid, like, rode roller coasters and stand on top of buildings and look over and not give a shit, but as I've gotten older, that has definitely changed, because I think I've inherited, or like, maybe it's a latent thing, where I'm, I'm, you know, heights get to me, like, I'm kind of like, ugh, when I look over the side of, of you know, a, a tall thing that I'm standing on top of, so, uh, what about you, Mike? Fears. If you're if you're willing to share them with us, yeah, there, there's an ongoing there's an ongoing theme here of what you guys have fear of, and all of them can kill you, with with the exception of most spiders that Tricky would ever encounter in his life. So, but fears uh, is rational. Snakes, and uh, I get it. Me, um, I have the normal fears of those things. If I encounter one, I'm going the other way. I'm not running and screaming and shitting my pants. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I, dead things really creep me out. Um, and it could be a mouse, any, anything, anything like that will, uh, makes me uneasy. And I moved from the city to a more rural area and where there are a lot more dead things around, whether they've been mowed down by a car or just by other animals. Dead things really, uh, make me uneasy. All right. Uh, Mark did go to say, for the record, he is terrified of clouds and thunder. Mm. Um, but it never stopped him from playing a video game. I'm trying to think. There was a clown in Until Dawn, or someone wearing a clown mask. I'm trying to think. Yes, it was, uh, it was the guy that owned the cabin, or his family owned the cabin. Yeah, it was the guy who played, oh, the guy in, in Mr. Robot. Remy. Remy Malik, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, spoil spoilers for anybody who never played that game. Uh, well, that was in the trailer, so yeah, that wasn't a spoiler. All right, uh, and then Mark goes on to say, since everyone seems to be buying Shredder's Revenge, a two-part question for anyone, and not just the show. So you know, obviously, leave your comments in the Facebook group. Uh, I'll I'll make a post about this when the show comes live. What is your favorite character in the cartoon, and who will be your go-to character in the game? So let's start with the cartoon. What was your favorite character in the cartoon, Mike? Tur- in Turtles? Yeah. Uh, I was a Raphael guy. All right, Alex? 
So are we talking villains and heroes or just the, the turtles or in Splinter? Just your favorite character in general. I already know your answer. Well, I mean, Donatello. He's my favorite turtle, so I mean, again. Oh, then I don't know the answer. Who did you think it was? I thought you were going to say either Bebop or Rocksteady. Oh, well, you know, honestly, as much as I love Bebop and Rocksteady, they're not even my, they're not even my favorite villains. I'd put Leatherhead above. Uh, Leatherhead is my favorite Ninja Turtle villain. All right, Yield. Donatello and Casey Jones. Uh, yeah, me, I was going to say Casey Jones just because I'm a big hockey guy, and he always wore a hockey mask with a... Baseball bat. Casey Jones well, no, confirmed he, for he, he Shredder's Revenge. Uh, goalie stick as well. All right. So, uh, okay, let's go to what is going to be your go-to character in the game. We'll go in reverse order. Uh, I didn't actually buy the game, uh, even though I, I kind of trolled you guys a little bit on the Facebook group. Uh, but Yield, what is going to be your go-to character? Well, I don't even know if I'm buying the game, but it would be uh, Donatello. All right, Alex. So let's let's go ahead and say that right now the uh, the playable characters are April, Splinter, Casey Jones, and the Four Turtles. And of those, I might consider Casey Jones, and I might consider Splinter because Splinter's probably going to be really fun to play as. But it's time to be Donatello. Like I play, given the chance, any Turtles game, the arcade game, Turtles in Time, it's always Donatello. He's got that reach. He's got that length. All right, and Mike. Yeah, again, I mean, without being repetitive, uh, I, I, D- Raphael is my favorite turtle. I, I in in games like this, though, I've liked to play as Leonardo. All right, and uh, Mark has said Michelangelo for both the cartoon and his go-to character in the game. Right. So wait, hold on, are we are we going to talk about the news that came out for Turtle for Shredder's Revenge? Because we talked a whole lot about Turtles, me and Joe, last week. But are we diving into uh, the specifics of what we learned this week? If you can make it quick, because we still have to go through the... Uh, Alright, so the game comes out on June 16th. It has six-player co-op, which is local and online, and Casey Jones is confirmed to be a playable character. So, there you go. Comes out this week. And, in fact, a day or two, depending on when the show comes out. Alright, uh, so before we go into our topic of the week, because uh, I made the agenda uh, before the Xbox and Bethesda showcase today... Uh, some news are coming out, and especially uh, it was shared by Jeff Hanna, who just had to, you know, rub it in a little bit. Uh, because you're such a fanboy! Uh, apparently, Xbox has officially gotten Kojima to work on a game. Uh, and as I was referring to earlier in the, in the show, PlayStation fans are filing a petition to keep Kojima from partnering with Xbox. Uh, as of the as of the rating of the story, which is coming for TechForGamers.com, there has been fourteen hundred and four people that have signed to prevent Kojima from working with uh, Xbox. Quote: Kojima is betraying his loyal fans. He has been blinded by greed. We must help him come back to the winning side. Please share this petition everywhere. Not ha- everyone has good enough internet to stream games. Not everyone has enough money to buy a new console or be a new build a new PC. Please, Kojima, don't leave us. That was a quote from the petition. I love that they're pointing out that, or they think that he's being greedy. But then imagine the greed of saying, "No, we want to keep all of Kojima's games to the PlayStation." Like that's greed in and of itself. Well, okay. So, some things to point out here because I I was live streaming the event earlier because Alex bailed on me. Uh, first of all, 
I, I we we had plans to go out today, and I'm not going to sit there uh, and watch an Xbox showcase when I don't watch an X. I don't own an Xbox, so I'm sure you did just fine on your own, Tricky. I I did just fine. Uh, Mark was in the chat with me the entire time. All right. Well, see, so that's better than me. Mark's better than I am, so you would naturally want Mark to hang out with. So, some things to point out. Uh, nowhere ever did they say that Kojima's game is going to be exclusive to Xbox. So the game that he's making, I'm trying to find the quote because I don't want to. Um, I don't. I don't want to uh, misconstrue it. It's not in this article. Um, he basically said this is a game that he's been wanting to make for a long time. He's finally got the green light to 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 make it, and he's have he's uh looking forward to playing it. Nobody, nowhere was it stated that this was going to be an Xbox Xbox exclusive game. I hope it is. Uh, in in a weird way, I kind of hope it is as well. Just to just to piss off the fanboys. Um, but here is my thinking with this. We just got confirmation from Norma Reedus that they just started making Death Stranding 2. So, my initial thought when I heard that Kojima was going there, that, okay, Death Stranding 2 is going to Xbox. But then they, uh, he said this is a brand new IP. So, now, apparently the studio is big enough that they're working on two games at once. Which is very possible. But... Yeah, there's some people pissed Well, they've off. named the game. It's a horror game. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but the game's name is out there. So- no, they did not name it. They did not name it. Yes, the they did. Uh, not anywhere I've seen. Hold on. I'll look this up. But yeah, the name wasn't Death Stranding, and it's it's said to be a horror game, so... Well, it was a horror game, yes. But I don't think they actually put out the name. I don't think... Silent Hill! Well, see, that, that's the other thing, is they think that uh, Silent Hill is going to Xbox. So all these, all the like the websites that I've seen are reporting it as an exclusive Xbox game, right? And I, and I'm saying uh, revealed that Overdose. So that's the name of the game is Overdose. They're calling it no, that's Project the, Overdose. The, it's yeah, it's Project Overdose. That's not the game. Um, but you don't know. Well, it is the game. It's just not the official title yet. Well, that that's what I meant. It's okay. the working title. Now, Alex, you were right. They, all these re- all these websites are reporting that it is an Xbox exclusive. I'm just saying that within the, the presser itself, there was no branding. Because they, 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 every five seconds you heard, play first on Game Pass, day one on Game Pass, Xbox exclusive, console exclusive, blah, blah, blah. None of that was shown when they brought Kojima up. So I don't know if this is just people... Speculating, I don't know if they have some inside uh, information, but nowhere during the presser did it say that this was an Xbox exclusive game. My question is, so the the the, the target number of petitions they're looking for is fifteen thousand. I read, and they're already fourteen thousand. What happens when they reach fifteen thousand? Like this petition can't do anything to force... Oh yeah, I'm sure that uh, Kojima and Microsoft are like, yeah, we've already put a bunch of money into this game, but fuck it, we're... Yeah, of course, these 15,000 goofs sat here and signed this petition. So, it's off. 1,500. Oh, okay, good. I have more faith in humanity now that it was only 1,500 instead of 15,000. But just, how many of these people do you think were just ready to break down the doors of Konami after how they treated Kojima and how that split went? 
And now they're like, oh, fuck you, Kojima. How dare you put, you know, this game on another console? I don't. I just don't understand what people expect to come of this petition. Like, okay, well, according to the article, uh, again, written by Tech for Gamers and is written by, uh, there's no, hold on, I'm trying to see if there's a, okay, oh, I don't know if I'm going to say his name. Abdullah Wasim is the writer. All right, so coming from the article, it says, interestingly, the post requires 1,500 signatures and more than 1,400 people have already signed it. As we can see, the main goal of the petition is for it to be picked up by the local news so that Kojima can be made aware of the situation. The idea, however, is dumb because you can't force a creator. Also, there are contracts and stuff involved, so the deal can't be snubbed now. It will be interesting to see the reaction of PlayStation fanboys once the Xbox showcase happens, because obviously this was written before the showcase happened, and that the worst nightmare becomes a re- actual reality. Uh, and then they ask, "Do you guys have a? Uh, do you guys mind Kojima working on the project with Xbox? And are you anticipating the game?" Uh, so this article that I'm reading from is coming from before the showcase, and like I said, it the rumors and the speculation is, is that. This was going to happen. It was going to be Xbox exclusive. But as of the showcase, nothing was said that it was exclusive. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like Microsoft being at their peak performance is going to force Sony to be at their peak performance. That's great. We talk about competition all the time. I. It's just, I, I don't know, like this hero worship for Kojima and then people just instantly turning on them. And, you know, you go to Twitter. And you'll see, like, underneath, like, all the Xbox news, like, all the, the, the Xbox owners and the Microsoft fans, like, they'll be talking shit about the Sony ponies and the fanboys. And it's like, you know, you sometimes you see that. It's like, hey, man, fuck you. Fuck you, man. And then Sony fanboys do this shit. And it's like, well, I go ahead. Just have at him because this is the kind of shit you're making fun of. So. All right. And, uh, Yield, I'm just going to ask you this before we move into our topic of the week. You saw the picture I posted of AEW. What what were your thoughts on the the fan sign? <laughs> it's funny, but I I mean that's that person's opinion. I, I mean, when I was playing Knockout City, I could see where people think that that's better than Rocket League. Uh, just for context, anybody that's not in the Facebook group, uh, there apparently on a recent episode of AEW, I don't know if it was you know what show it was. There's a person uh, in the fourth row that's holding up a sign saying Knockout City is better than the Rocket League. Well, just, just I believe that they are still it's greater than. Oh, yeah. OK, greater than I, I believe greater that than. AEW tapes all their stuff on one night. So unless they're doing like a live Rampage or something, I'm pretty sure that like Rampage, Dark, Dynamite and all that stuff, Dark Elevation, they're all filmed same same time. So oh, I thought th- I thought they do their shows live. They do Dynamite Live, but I th- I'm pretty sure that uh, Rampage is taped most of the weeks. Which which one's on TBS? Rampage is on Friday. Dynamite's on Wednesday. I think Dynamite moved to TBS. Okay, so, because the turnbuckle says TBS. But again, that person would be there with the sign. If they stayed all night, they would be there for all the shows, so. All right, let's get into our topic of the week. Uh, we're going to talk about the Summer of Gaming Showcase. I asked the gentleman to watch this, but apparently uh, somebody, uh, some of you guys didn't do it. 
All right. So no, this is, no, I've got better things to do for two hours. Yield doesn't even want to watch the PlayStation showcases. He's not going to go watch something that features other consoles. All right. So uh, a lot of these games are going to be, uh, we, we talked about it already. Some things revealed. So again, in typical showcase, you know, uh, announcement shows the way we do this. I'm going to mention the game. Uh, give you a little snippet if you want to talk about it. Stop me. We can have a conversation. If not, we're just going to move on because obviously these ty- these type of things have a lot of news and whatnot, and it's kind of lengthy to get through. Uh, just for the record, this is written by Joe Scribbles over at IGN. All right, so the first game is Aliens Fireteam Elite. It's an exclusive DLC revealed. Uh, this has been... It's going to come out for the co-op shooter. It will be released on August 30th. Uh, Pathogen will see Aliens Fireteam expanded with a brand new campaign containing three missions and new enemy types. The storyline sees the Endeavor crew visit LV-895, where they find the planet's xenomorphs have been infected and mutated into fearsome new forms. The trailer shows off several of the new aliens, which draw upon the grotesque white neomorph designs from Alien Convent. Anybody want to talk about Alien? No, no, sir. Moving on. A new game has been revealed called Star Keepers. It is an MMORPG coming to Steam Early Access in 2023. It's a sci-fi game at heart. Star Keepers' central race is a group of anthropomorphic Viking animal people, included wolves and seals, and these unusual heroes are Star, star Keepers, God Chosen Warriors, sent to ward off Cosmic Threats. Well, this sounds goofy as all hell, so maybe I'll have to check out some press for it. Mike, you still with us? I'm I'm just giggling. Yeah, I'm, I'm still with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm having a good time watching you skip all the words you're afraid you can't say. I know, you noticed that too, right? <laughs> you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> Sorry. I thought about saying the words for him after he skipped yeah. it and kept on going. Oh, yeah, you forgot that word. That's more hey, interesting than some... Anthropo- anthro- now I can't say it. <laughs> anthro- anthropomorphic. Sounded like your uh, mic almost exploded there when you tried to say that word. Wow, I, I can't believe you just outed me like that, Mike. I'm sorry, you said convent instead of covenant. You can't say eldritch. Just let us know whenever you need a hand. <laughs> the next game... Vice N D R C V R is a new game talk about talk about taking down eighties drug cartels by using their computer systems against them. I don't even remember seeing this game, honestly. Well, chances are there's some of the stuff we're seeing for the first time. Uh oh, you know what? This might have been in the pre-show. Uh, I didn't watch the pre-show. Verge World, a new game has been revealed. It is a new combat racing game with beautiful PS1-inspired look, and it's coming to the PC this fall. This game has a roguelike structure, sending you dogfighting, racing, and violently exploding through procedurally generated courses. See, I said the hard word there, Mike. Hold on. Between runs, you'll be able to use collected resources to upgrade your post-apocalyptic flying machine. What what the hell is PS1-style aesthetic? Like, polygonal and crappy? I was just going to say that. Are there still people that are, I mean, is that a nostalgia thing that people are still looking for? I don't know why you would market that, but anyway. Look, if you want to put, like, the old PlayStation 1 bumper 
you know, the startup sound in front of some of these games just for a little hit right. of nostalgia. I'm fine with that. I'll take that trip into yesteryear. But the the visual style? No. <laughs> I wanted to leave that behind as soon as I saw the Dreamcast and the PS2, so we're we're many generations past that. I think I think I got the wrong article here. I think you do too, because none of the games that you talk about are on this article. So I'll, I'll, okay, give me a second, guys. Alice, I'm sorry you have to fix the edit on this. You you set up the agenda and that you have the you're reading from the wrong article. Well, it it's the there was two different press pressers. I'm scrolling through here, going, "This is not the article that I looked at, and I got made fun of because I went to an inferior website." You're saving yourself this banter we just gave you too. If this is getting edited out. Oh no, this is all saying in the show. Cause Alex <laughs> take no, he won't take it out, which is good. Please, to be I'll, to be I'll fair, I do more editing than Tricky does. Bullshit. Oh, please. That's why it takes me like three times as long to do the edits. Well, that's because you go through the show four times. Because I want to make sure that it sounds as good as it can for our listeners. I'm not he's gonna... a professional. Shots fired. What, what do I want to like open up a podcast, put it in my ears, listen to it, and then have a bunch of like breathing and shit in the background while someone's talking about <laughs> KO the kangaroo stuff? No. Take that shit out. No. I do it all at once. You do it over the course of Dude, I am telling you, I try to take out that stuff. I do numerous noise reductions. And, like, there's different pitches and stuff like that, different tones for sounds. So how is it going to take out everything at once? It never works for me. And I know how to take sound out of out of the background of the track. Sorry in advance for the excess breathing. No, you're fine. I don't want you to sit there and, and not <laughs> exhale and just pass out. I'm going to hold it for the next So we're like, Mike, Mike, you're still there. It's like, someone's <laughs> like, Mike had to go to the hospital because he stopped breathing. <laughs> Whatever you're saying that, I'm holding my breath. I'm here. All right, I found the article. Shut oh, up. Oh, okay, good. He did. I was going to look, look for it. Where's it at? So we, I, I can verify uh, I'm, you. I'm, I'm going to put it in the Skype put, chat right now. Put it in the Skype chat. Come on. All right, there you go. All right, so. There we go. Rewind a few minutes and, you know, forget everything we just said. I mean, don't forget about those games. Obviously, go check out those games. But let's talk about the showcase I actually did watch. Uh, Summer Game Fest. Uh, this hey. is coming from... I read about it from Polygon. Fuck Polygon. I was going to say fuck IGN, but we get a lot of their articles from there, so I really couldn't say that. Okay. I I, want to give you, Yield, I want to give you my reason for saying fuck Polygon. Okay. Give me your reason. Um, Back when Rock Band 4 was coming out. Yeah. I reached out to Harmonix to see if I could go to their event. Yeah. Because it happened to be at the same time PAX East was going down. Okay. And I don't know if you know, but Harmonix is based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is not that far away from Boston. Yeah. So I would have been able to go to the event, never heard anything back. Yeah. Not salty about it. That happens. I don't get invited to every event. Fast forward a few months later, um, an article comes out from Polygon. The writer took a dog shit on the game, saying how Rock Band is outdated, blah, 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 and says in his article, I didn't even go to the event because I couldn't b- be bothered wasting my time. Gotcha. Not, not, not only is that writer a piece of shit for shit on a game that you were invited to go see, but 
Polygon approved that message to go out and be a representation of their company? The fact that, like, you are right, you want to shoot on the game? Okay, shoot on the game. You, you're not a fan of, of rhythm-based, you know, rock band games? Fine. I'm good with that. You didn't go to the event? Don't talk about how the game is dog shit. When you had the opportunity to go play the event, and the game in the event, and you didn't go, and then blatantly say, I didn't go because I couldn't be bothered wasting my time. Well, no, I mean, if you if you don't go, don't write the article. Don't do that. Yeah. That, yeah. So, alright, getting back on track here. Uh, this is written by Adam Bakers over at IGN. We already talked about The Last of Us remake officially being revealed. Uh, we also talked about The Last of Us uh, multiplayer. Oh, well, one, one comment on that. There are no palm trees in Brooklyn. So, confirm that that's San Francisco. I you know what? I didn't even notice the palm trees. Yep, neither did I. But... Just maybe in the post-apocalyptic world, there are palm trees. In maybe, maybe, but there's a palm tree there. But just so I'd mention that. All right. Uh, the next thing we got is uh, a new character reveal for Street Fighter Six. We saw the return of Guile. And I saw a lot of people putting memes out there that they made Guile look like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I don't know. He's a bu- I mean, he's a big buff dude. You know, Brock Lesnar doesn't actually have the same haircut, like as as radical of a a flat top as Guile does. But you know, Guile's a, Guile's a muscly son of you know. Guile looks like he could uh, pick up some of those, those fighter jets in the back of his his arena. Take him to Suplex City. Guile could do it. Sonic Boom hit you with a Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom City. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is why I was off originally because there was an alien story. Aliens Dark Descent is bringing fire players face-to-face with Xenomorphs once more in 2023. A brand new game set in the universe of the Alien franchise will be revi- arriving in 23. We didn't learn much about what the game was about, but a cinematic trailer revealed the tone of what players can expect. The trailer ends with the Marines fighting Xenomorphs from a top-down perspective, potentially hitting at what the gameplay will look like. Anybody want to talk about Dark Descent? You know, shockingly, I, I love the Aliens movies. Well, Alien and Aliens, not necessarily the rest of them. But I've never played an Alien game, so surprising. Even Isolation, which we know Levi is a huge fan of. All right, the next thing we have, we got a first look at the two leads in the Last of Us HBO series. Uh, we have Pe- Pedro Pex- Pex- Pascal playing Joel and Bella Ramsey from uh, Game of Thrones, uh, playing Ellie. Uh, obviously, Pedro is, uh, if you guys have watched The Mandalorian, he's The Mandalorian. Um, so we got a little screenshot of what the game's coming out. It was also revealed that uh, Troy Baker and Elsie Johnson will have a role in the series, but not as Joel and Ellie. Hmm. I mean, Pedro Pascal, obviously known also for his work in Game of Thrones, like he's all over the place. So. It makes sense that he would not be the guy playing Joel. Pedro Pascal, I'm sure, will do a great job because Pedro Pascal is really good in any role. He's, he's very, like, he's one of those guys where even though he was Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones, a very, like, fan-favorite character, he, you can completely separate the character that he plays in The Mandalorian because he's just that good of an actor. It's not like you see him acting in it and it's like, oh, but you're really Oberyn Martell. So he, he does a good job with that. So I think he'll do well. So what do we think? I'm sorry. Well, what do we think that Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, what kind of role would we think? You know, it's, it's going to be like a, I mean, it says more than a cameo, so it's not going to be an Easter egg, but 
what, what do you think? I have a, uh, I have a speculation, but I, I feel like I'm going to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> well, The Last of Us 2, uh, and no spoilers, uh, focused on a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. What What if Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson are Joe and Ellie in flashbacks, or if they do it from the future? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but what else? That, that I could get down with that. Just trying to think how how else they they would work. Because I, I can't see them playing any recurring characters. That isn't them. Yeah, right. So I, um, that's why I think I'm wrong. I can't see them playing any recurring characters. But like you said, it's more than a cameo. So they're pretty much in the 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 show. But I I think if they're too much in the show. It's going to be a little confusing because they are Joel and Ellie. Right. Right. But they're not playing Joel and Ellie. So I just my initial thought was that they're going to be used in uh, flashbacks to play those characters. Uh, Yield, I know you're saying you're kind of falling out of love with The Last of Us and the way they're money grabbing. Are you going to watch the series? No. Well, one, I don't have HBO. Two, I'll wait and see how it comes out. I would have much preferred a a um event a, a series done in that universe that doesn't focus on Joel and Ellie maybe they pop in and pop out but see now you run the the you run the possibility of retelling things that you've already told in the video game so i've already done that so i don't want to watch it all right. The next thing we have to talk about is the Callisto Protocol got its first extended gameplay. It reveals more of the horrifying journey the player will go through. Uh, it's promising to be one of the scariest games ever, and the first extended gameplay footage confirms that it will be on its way to making that nightmare a reality. In the demo, we see brutal deaths from not only the enemies, but our main character. It also looks like to feature shootable limbs that will fall off a la Dead Space. And it will be released on December 2nd of 2022. Now, uh, Alex, you remember when we were watching the uh, State of Play and we saw this. We said it had a lot of uh, Dead Space uh, feels to it, Well, that's what everyone thought because it was in space and also had, like, scary alien monsters. Although, to be fair, uh, I don't remember, you know, whenever you were playing as Isaac Clarke in the first Dead Space, mostly just, you know, always had the suit on, always had the helmet on. You really didn't see his face except for maybe the end of the game, I'm thinking. So this character in Callisto Project had the the head, uh, helmet off, or you saw his face way too much for it to be Isaac Clark. So I was, like, skeptical of it the entire time. And, um... Well, fun, fun fact I found out after we did that, this is made by the same guy that made Dead Space. Okay. So that's why we had a lot of Dead Space feels with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it, it's coming out too close to Dead Space, and I'm sorry. I'm gonna play as Isaac Clarke. I'm gonna go through that game again. I want to see how well they do the remake. It's been long enough where I'm, I'm ready to you know experience Dead Space again. And I, Callisto Project or Protocol. I, I'm sorry, but this was a bad time to release that game because everyone's got a, Dead Space on the mind. A lot of people are saying how uh, how shitty it must be that you're releasing your new IP uh, right next to your old IP. Yes, exactly. 
All right, so the next thing we have is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Got a gameplay demo and teases the new game's campaign. I don't. None of us here are Call of Duty fans. Mike, are you a Call of Duty fan? Not really. I played some back in the day, but nothing we keep. Moving on, Layers of Fear is a, quote, psychedelic horror chronicle, end quote, made in Unreal Engine 5. Bloober team has confirmed it's working on Layers of Fear, uh, made in the Unreal Engine, at, that is pitched as somewhat as a, of a remaster and a sequel that we will build on the foundations of the original Layers of Fear, Layers of Fear Inheritance, and Layers of Fear 2. It will also include a, quote, expanded plotline and gameplay direction. Do we have any Layers of Fear fans? No, not really, but I'll say that uh, Bloober Team is all over the place these days. We're going to start hearing more and more from them as the uh, as time goes on. Alright. Gotham Knights. We got a Nightwing gameplay trailer. Uh, so if you're interested in that, go check out that trailer. The next thing Alex already brought up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge has a release date. Casey Jones as a playable character. And a new six-player mode. Um, that's going to be coming out as you're listening to the show tomorrow. 16th is, yeah, tomorrow. So as you're listening to this, the game's up tomorrow. All right, the next thing we have, Saints Row, the Boss Factory, lets you create custom character before the game arrives. Uh, so you can create your own character and save up to six, six character designs that can be used in the full game when it is released on August 23rd. So if you're interested in going to make your Saints Row characters, you'd go do that now. The next thing we have is Cuphead. The delicious last course gameplay shows off uh, Chalice in action. The long-awaited Cuphead DLC is almost here and will be released on June 30th. Uh, we're treated, we were treated to look at a gameplay from it and uh, started the new character, Miss Chalice. Now, Alex, uh, did you catch on to the... Uh, the the play on words with this DLC, the delicious last course. Yes, did you did you catch on to the wordplay of this? I like take the first letter take the first letter of every word in the in the name DLC. Yep. Clever, clever. I thought you I thought you meant more that it's like the last course, so it's like the final bit of the Cuphead. We're gonna get the first and last. Uh, yeah. Alright, so, obviously you're probably going to be playing that, right, Alex? Yeah. Well, they're going to take away my 100%. I can't let that happen. That's true. <laughs> the next thing we have is the stylish card-based shooter. Neon White gets a June 16th release date. So, again, that's tomorrow as you listen to this. Uh, it is being made by Donut County creator Ben Esposito, and it will be available on PC and the Nintendo Switch. Humankind is coming to consoles. A new DLC has been announced. Alongside confirming that the turn-based strategy, Humankind will be coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, X and S, and Xbox One on November 4th. And we also received word that it's new DLT, DLC, Cultures of Latin America. So, there you go. Uh, Jeff Keighley was really excited about this, but I don't remember ever hearing about this in the first place. But Flashback 2 is the long-awaited sequel to the 1992 sci-fi platformer. The original Flashback was released in 92, and it looks to make a return in winter 2022 with Flashback 2. The original had gameplay similar to The Prince of Persia and Another World, 
and we shouldn't have to wait too much longer to find out how much details uh, on details of how it will play. Does anybody remember flashback? Nope. No. Alex? Oh, I'm in the same boat. No, it's not not uh, ringing the bells. I don't remember this, but he was really excited about it. Uh, well, it- well, he's also paid to be up there, so. Well, true, but he, I just from the way he was saying, it's like I, he said he really remembered it, uh, and said that you know he was looking forward to this. Maybe he is. All right. The next thing we have, it's Witchfire is making a return after being announced at the 2017 Game Awards. Uh, Witchfire, again, was announced at the Game Awards in 2017, but has gone mostly quiet since then. We've now received a brand new look at the first-person shooter game and promised that it will enter early access in the new, in the near future. Next thing we have is Fort Solace stars Troy Baker and Red Dead Redemption 2, Roger Clark. It is a sci-fi thriller that's, uh, that's all it says. Same thing. Uh, go check out the real trailer. Reveal trailer. It's a minute and 20 seconds long. Uh, Routine is a horror game with a terrifying cast of robots. Routine was announced nearly a decade ago, but that amount of time may not have been prepared for us for the horrifying look of the gameplay that looks like a, a mix between Alien Isolation and The Terminator. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have watched these trailers. <laughs> That's, I told you to. I I have yet to hear anything that sounds interesting. Uh, how about Stormgate? No. Frostgiant, a studio consistent of ex-Blizzard staff, has revealed their new post-apocalyptic RTS Stormgate. While we only saw a cinematic trailer, it did not show. It did show an archaeologist crafting an ancient shield from artifacts before she was rudely interrupted by a giant demon. Luckily, a mech-clad ally swoops in to save the day. Uh, it will have a beta in 2023 and will be free to play when it is released. Cool story. Okay, maybe it's maybe it's better uh, that we get a bunch of sequels so that we know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Uh, this, I, I have to admit, made me laugh my ass off. Goat Simulator 3 was announced. And it was done in a Dead Island 2 parody trailer. Do you that was, the- that was actually, I actually saw part of that trailer because I'm like, what the hell? I chuckled because of the parody. Other than that, that was about as funny as it got. I, I, I found it funny that they used Dead Island 2's trailer for it. Um. And before you go check, no, there's no Goat Simulator 3, so apparently they just skipped over 2. Or, excuse me, there's no Goat Simulator 2, so apparently they just skipped over 2. Um, no gameplay, but it features, uh, but it looks to feature all the wild annex from the games. Mike, I vaguely remember you. Did you play Goat Simulator? No. I, I th- the, the, the only one of these wacky, I, I played like I Am Bread or something and wanted to shoot. Oh, I'm so. sorry. Yeah, so... Um, no, no goat simulation for me. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if I wish, uh, one of the trophies in the original one on anybody. That flappy goat trophy will take years off your life. <laughs> years off your life. Anything, like, anything named flappy goat would probably do. Yeah. Well, take flappy bird, but you know, you're, you're flapping a goat and whoa, whoa, whoa. You know you're flapping a goat. I will not be flapping. Do not do not admit that over the airwaves. Don't sit here and admit that on the podcast, sir. You get yourself in real trouble. 
but I don't, yeah, I don't know. If, there, there, I don't, went, there went our iTunes rating. Mike, I don't know if you know, but Goat Simulator was uh, released as a tech demo that had horrible hitboxes and like the 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 physics of it was just I don't know why, but the community just like really grabbed onto it. So, so it was a little cult following or something like that, right? Yeah. So I, you know, with Flappy Goat, you're literally playing Flappy Bird, and you just have to get through ten pylons. But the, like I said, the hitboxes and the physics are so bad that you could miss the the pipe by like ten feet. And you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit, and you still fail. Hmm. So yeah. every pipe you had to guess where the hitbox was. That have to happen to me once, and I would never try it again. Uh, I I I got that back in the original Trophy War. Uh, I got it twice. Did you win the war? Of course. Okay. Well then, I guess. Well, it was of course, worth it. we won the war without half. Without uh, I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> some guys, some guys had to keep doubling and tripling up because they were scared. We still won the war, did we not? Uh, we won, but but we didn't need to double and what, triple up. Was that one of the trophies that was hijacked and is on top of someone's dryer somewhere that was never delivered? Correct. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, if, if you want to say, you know, just tell Daryl to send us our fucking trophies already. <laughs> Yield wants his trophy. I refuse to do another trophy war until I get my trophy. We got to figure out the war for this year because we're not allowed to play spam games, so I don't know what we're doing. All right, the next game we have is Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. We got an extended gameplay trailer. Uh, I've never been a Warhammer fan, guys. What about you guys? No, I still have yet to see a game that intrigues me. I am so glad I didn't waste two hours. Before I get off my one guy, you'll, you'll... Dude, I am dead serious. This, if this was supposed to be E3, worst E3 ever. Okay, but my point to you in the messages that we sent back and forth, I, if you just go and read an article like I'm doing right now, you don't get the full effect. You, you don't see, like, one of these games you might be interested in if you actually saw the trailer. I, I think that's a fair statement to make. Well, that is a fair statement to make, but still, I have yet to see anything in a description, a title, a screenshot that makes me go, hey, I want to check that out. No Gotham Knights? I mean, I, I've seen a couple that I would be willing to look at, but... but Yeah, Gotham Knights? You not understand Gotham Knights at all? Not really. Hmm. You're an Arkham Series fan. I am, but I just... I, have, I haven't seen anything yet out of that game that makes me go, okay... I'll wait till after it releases, see a little bit more of it, pick it up on the download, or pick it up on the cheap, probably. But I have yet to see anything out of any of these games that make me go day one. Did you Did you watch the 15-minute trailer for Gotham Knights? I did. You did? Yeah. And you weren't impressed by that at all? No. It looks like Arkham, it looks like, Ar, it looks like what I played in all the Arkham games. So it doesn't look like anything new. But except, 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 except this playing as Batman. I get to play as Nightwing, Robin, Batgirl, and Red Hood, or, uh... Yes. Yeah, Red Hood. So, I mean... Okay. If you, if you like those games, why wouldn't you like this game? I Man, don't, I, I am not growing up in Gotham City to play as Nightwing or Robin. Thank you! Or that right there. I play as Batman. I'm not playing as Batman. Freaking Batman. But Batman's dead! 
Well, then I guess well, this game then, is dead you know to what? me. The game should be dead. This game is dead to me. I'm going to play as Batman. Bruce fucking Wayne. Yeah, I, I, I play Arkham games to play as Batman. I don't play it to play as a sidekick. It's fair. It's a fair, it's a fair comment. I don't think Batman's dead. Well, I don't either, but like I said, that's why I'll just wait and see. I'll wait and see for more. Sometimes trailers don't do it. Sometimes you have to see, you know, more of a gameplay trailer to sell. And I'm not, I haven't been sold on it yet. It looks interesting, but not enough for me to go day one. Not enough for me to go, ooh, ah. Alright, uh, how do you feel about Highwater? Scary as fuck. This from the... From from the scare from the uh, picture, but yeah, also I don't want to drown. I can't swim. I swim like a rock. Okay, I, that, that was a bad segue. High water reveal trailer shows a world ravaged by effects climate change. Uh, it's an upcoming action adventure game that aims to let players explore a world ravaged by the effects of climate change. Okay. I was sending messages here. They are. <laughs> uh, One Piece Odyssey trailer reveals more of Monkey D. Luffy and Crew's new adventure. I'm not a One Piece guy at all fan. I, I don't watch anime. Any of you guys One Piece fans? No. My son might like to check this out. He's talked about One Piece, but I don't know anything about it. Alright, next thing. Genshin Impact developer Hoyoverse showcases. I can't, I'm not even going to try to pronounce these names. Uh, if you want more Genshin Impact, there's gonna be, uh, more coming out. How about that? Uh, Nightingale gets a longer gameplay look at the Summer Game Fest. It's an upcoming survival game from Aaron Flynn and Inflection, and there's an extended trailer. Uh, if you want to go check that out, that's two minutes long. Uh, next game that I think Daryl, this is a Daryl uh, as fuck game. Metal Hellsinger is a music-based rhythm shooter with music from heavy metal legends. Uh, it revealed a gameplay trailer and showed off more of the music-based rhythm shooter that has music such from heavy metal legends as System of a Down. I wouldn't call System of a Down heavy, <laughs> heavy metal legend. Yeah. But... That's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I'm not saying System Down's bad music. I'm just, I wouldn't call them legends. They've had what? One hit album? Um, Warframe has a new open world expansion. Uh, the Duviri Paradox. Um, the universe is about to get bigger. As the open world expansion is on its way, we got a new trailer and promised that more info was coming next month. And then for our last game in the showcase... We got a look at the 2.5D indie side-scrolling adventure game called American Arcadia, which uh, I've got a lot of, um, oh, what's that Jim Carrey movie? Cable Guy? No, the one where they follow him around with cameras. Oh, the Truman Show. Truman Show. Great, great. Got a lot of Truman Show vibes from this. Apparently, uh, you have to live in Arcadia and you're trying to escape, but every action that you do is being monitored on a camera. And that's not just your character. Every character is being followed. With Big cameras. Brothers. It's interesting. Uh, but that was the showcase. Overall, uh, I, I mean, Yield's kind of put a nail in the coffin of what his comments are, but Yield just overall, I mean, I know you said it numerous times already, but what do you think of the showcase? It 
looked like a waste of two hours. I mean, there there wasn't. You know, to me, when you do a, a game showcase, especially one that I didn't even see pimped out, and it was a two-hour one at that, and you're calling it the Summer Game Fest, you're going to have a, maybe two kind of bombshells. Didn't see that. You know, the only thing that might have equated to a bombshell would have been the uh, Saints Row Boss Factory. But even then, I, you know, I'll, I'll be picking up Saintro when it launches, but I could care less about creating my character six months in advance. Well, not six months, three months in advance. But you get what I'm saying. I mean, to be fair, I, I think The Last of Us, if, I mean, I know you're not, you're not going to buy it and you're, you know, you're getting a little. No, I, I, I rolled my eyes at it. I was just like, but, really? That, but... that's, that's your big announcement is a, Skyrim-esque type game. I mean, like I said, people are excited for it. People are going to buy it. They're going to put articles up here months later about how it sold millions of copies. I don't care. Alright, Alex, your overall thoughts? Well, a whole lot of stuff that uh, would probably have been better off to watch in a video. And lots of unknowns there. Lots of stuff that, you know, never heard of before, so it's just... I'm finding it harder and harder to set aside time just to, like, watch game media like this. It, there's just always something going on. And to be honest, like, I'm at the point where it's like, I would rather do other stuff with my, my time than, you know, sit here and devote an hour to a summer games fest. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure there'll be lots of good games in there, probably stuff I'll want to play. But at this point, I'm just like, I'm so over the whole E3 kind of thing. I'm just, um, you know. You're, you're, it's going to be real hard to pull in my attention that way. All right, and Mike? Yeah, uh, similar. I, I'm not familiar with a lot of it. I mean, Last of Us headliner with another Last of Us dropped in there with the series. I'll, I'll check out those. Uh, Gotham Knight, uh, that look, I'll check it out because I enjoy uh, those games. Um, Turtles and that uh, what was it? Fort Solace. Uh, that, that that looked interesting enough to, to to take a gander at, but a lot of the other stuff. Not a modern, not a modern warfare guy. And a lot of the other stuff I really wasn't familiar with. So, all right. Uh, I again, like I'm interested in Gotham Knights. Obviously, you know, I've already, I've already pre-ordered The Last of Us. Uh, you know, everybody knew that was coming. Uh, but overall, I mean, I just. I was kind of mad at myself. Like, a lot of these things I'm not interested in. Uh, but, yeah. All right. So, before we close out the show with our shout-outs, and I know we're getting to the two-hour mark, uh, I wanted to touch bases. I forgot to do this earlier. So, uh, I put a question in the poll, and unfortunately, I can't see who voted and who didn't vote. Uh, but I asked, uh, who does interactive drama action adventure games better? And the two options were Quantic Dream and Supermassive Games. Uh, so I don't know if you guys voted, because like I said, I can't see who voted. Uh, but just going around the room, who do you think does a better game, Alex? Quantic Dream or Supermassive? Well, I'm not going, I'm only going off the games I played. So for Supermassive, I played Until Dawn, and I was crying to the heavens, Sony, buy Supermassive, buy Supermassive after playing that game. And that, you know, for, for Quantic Dream, I've played Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. I'm in the camp of Beyond Two Souls was a better experience than Heavy Rain. I know that's probably the minority opinion, but... 
in general, I think that Until Dawn is the best game that either one of those studios have ever made. There may be people that disagree, but of, of what I've seen. So I, w- I voted for Supermassive because I feel like a lot of Quantic Dream stuff is overblown. And I feel like they get more credit than they deserve, to be perfectly honest. A little bit overrated. Yield? I didn't vote. Uh, that's what I'm asking you to do now. I can't vote because I never play the other company's games. You didn't play Quantic Dreams games? No, I've played Quantic Dreams. I haven't played play- Supermassive. You didn't play Until Dawn? No. Ooh. I thought you played Until Dawn. No. You gotta play Until Dawn. I didn't have a des- I didn't have a desire to. Oh, you gotta play Until Dawn. That's a good game. It's a great game. Uh, alright, so Mike, what is your vote? Uh, I'm a super massive. Uh, I've played the Heavy Rains and the, and the Beyond, um, but Until Dawn, uh, again, was just one of those games that stayed with me, especially with how you have to play it to platinum it. Um, so, definitely. And like another thing, because like Until Dawn was one of those games that wasn't like a super big hit at be- at the beginning, and you know people were complaining about the number of, of, of big games on the PlayStation Four. And Shuhei Yoshida's like, you know, we got tons of great games. We got Resogun, we got Until Dawn, and he was fucking right because both those games are phenomenal. Resogun is great, Until Dawn is great. So like going back in the day, like I think some people chuckled at Sh- Shuhei Yoshida when he said that, but he was dead on the money with both those games because they were both. Phenomenal. All right, so we only had one comment, uh, which was from Harry, who says, I like Quantic, so I'm going to assume that he voted. For a total of nine votes, 66% said Quantic Dream, while the other 33% said Supermassive. I didn't vote because I I really like both of them. Um, And I have to say, Until Dawn was probably my favorite of those type of games, but when I'm playing a Quantic Dream game, yeah, it may be a little overhyped, but I think I think those games are actually done better. And now I haven't played any of the um, the mythology. Why am I drawing on the name? Dark Pictures Anthology. Dark Pictures Anthology. Yeah, I haven't played any of those. I mean, I well, I did start a uh, Man and Bedane. Uh I haven't gotten too far into it. I got to get back to it. Um, and obviously, I haven't played the Quarry yet. Um, but I, I, I think Quantic Dream polishes their games a little better than Supermassive. Cause the other, the other Supermassive game, game that I, uh, played and I didn't finish was, uh, the VR game, The Inpatient. Yeah, that game, I had high hopes for that game and I heard it was a, a, it was not good. It was very disappointing. It was on a list of like the worst PlayStation games of every year that I, that I watched a few months back. So didn't turn out apparently as well as, uh would have liked all right uh so we're gonna close out the show now with some shout outs alex let's start with your shout out sir give a shout out to the fans the fuel to the fire of the trophy horse otherwise known as our community uh you guys really are the heart and soul of the show because you know without the community without our you know our banter with with dupes and gareth and curtis like without you all there's you know there's there's no show so thank you all very much for your continued support of us and the program and the community uh, give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield, and of course to the better Mike on the show. Thank you for coming on and recording with uh, a very uh, triumphant first time on the show. Are you willing to come back on? Did we chase you off? Oh no, I, I had a great time. 
uh, and I was actually going to shout out you guys right back. So uh, no, I would I look forward to to doing this again if you guys will have me. Most excellent, we absolutely will. Uh, again, uh, last but not least, to give a shout out to my loving and awesome girlfriend Ashley. I love you, honey. That is going to be the end of my shout outs. All right, so Mike, you already started your shout outs, and we'll just continue on with you. Yeah, no, again, thank you guys for having me. So shout out to you all. Um, uh, shout out to my dad, who's been sick for uh, probably about a month now. He's been pretty sick with uh, he had pneumonia that and some complications there. So speedy recovery and prayers up to him. Uh, to my mother and my sister, who've been taking great care of him, and to my wife Krista and my two kids. All right, uh, yield. Uh, shout out to Mike for recording tonight. Uh, a shout out to Tricky and Alex for also recording this evening. Uh, shout out to all of the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Thank you for being awesome. Uh, and a shout out to my niece who graduated high school this week. All right. And I want to give a shout out to Mike. Obviously, uh, this has been a long time coming, trying to get you on the show. Uh, I'm glad to be able to get you here, and I'm glad that you're willing to come back uh, with all our craziness and shenanigans. Uh, shout out to Sweet Mama D. Uh, shout out to the listeners, and a shout out to the New York Rangers, who uh, lost and will not be going to the finals. Uh, they had a great season. They went a lot farther than a lot of people expected them to do. So, uh, a great young team. They definitely... Uh, have the potential to make a uh, runs in the future. Uh, and a shout out to uh, the goalie, and I'm going to butcher his name because it's Russian, Igor Sheshkurgin. I butchered his name. I can never say his name. Were you trying to do an impersonation of the Swedish chef there? No. Uh, you, know you know what? Hold on. I'm going to have Alex try to pronounce his name. Alex, look in the Skype chat. And you pronounce this name. Well, it didn't take you too take you too long to type it out, so it might not uh, be that bad. Well, I just copied and pasted. Igor Shesterkin. Come on, it's Shesterkin. That's not. Let's. That's not it. What do you mean? That's not it. Something's something silent in there. It's, this is one of those. Yeah, this is a setup. It's Shesterkin. Okay. That's just with some translation. No. Yo, do you want to try to say it? Well, I was going to say Sheshkirkin. I, I, I want to see, like, doesn't like Google have a thing where they pronounce it? Yeah. I don't know. know. Oh, for the love of peace. I know. Enunciate. Oh, We can edit this part out. Yeah, I'm, I'm most of these ones. It's fine when I ask this point. All right, you're annoying me. I I don't. Well, you annoy me all week long. I get my pleasure out of annoying you during the show. Oh, okay. If there's nothing else, until next week. Happy trophy hunting. See Later. Bye bye.
song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash Even Philippines. You know, now that you brought wrestling back into this, Mike, I know you're a wrestling fan. Uh, are you a fan? How how are you feeling? AEW or WWE? Which one's better? Um, <clears throat> I think the action, obviously, from what I've seen recently in AEW, is is better. The wrestling is better. Um, but you know, there's still that whole conversation that could be had that there's a you know a grab from from underutilized talent or just too much talent that the WWE had. So, um, historically, obviously, from the golden era on WWE, uh, AEW's product is a little better now, but I, I can't see them ever making a real a real hard push uh, to Vince that he should be super worried about. Oh, yeah. The, the only person that can ever put WWE out of business is, is Vince McMahon. So, yeah. They, they just, as far as, like, having, like, the financials and everything, they have that huge lead in decades, so it's it's impossible to overcome that. So, yeah, agreed. 